0: welcome to In My Mug episode 345 on the 22nd of June 2014. My name is Stephen Layton, welcome to In My Mug and welcome to the news. So yeah, the news. um, I was meant to record this in Gothenburg um, at the SCIA World of Coffee event Unfortunately, I'm an idiot. I got sidetracked by all the shiny things that were going on and parties and uh, didn't get to record it So I'm recording it here on the train. Why am I recording this on the train? Because I'm going to Liverpool Uh, There's a beer festival on that has been... So I got back from Gothenburg last night at like midnight and I'm on a train at 9.20 So that's why (laughs) it's... Yeah, I'm an idiot. Um, Tanzanians are arriving. Uh, They are going to be with us next week sometime. Expect them in the next week to ten days coming on the site. Expect to see one onion in my mug sometime soon. And also El Salvador container. I know I've been talking about this coming for ages and ages, but it is being delivered today, Monday. So hopefully we'll have those very, very soon. And that was the news. So this week's coffee is uh, from Nicaragua and I'm not going to sit here and explain it to you because I'm incredibly lazy. So last year when I was there, uh, uh, Eliane and her dad, Dr. Moresh, who I want him as my dad. I would quite happily swap my very poor dad for that man any day. He's a great, great man. He told me a little bit about the farm. Now, unfortunately, I filmed it in front of a waterfall. There are nine waterfalls on the farm. And uh, the sound is absolutely goddamn awful. But luckily there are subtitles, so um, yeah, let's go and let Elian tell us all about the farm.
1: Um, welcome to in my mug and welcome to Finger Limoncillo. Welcome to my guest. We have Dr. Muresh who is the real coffee farmer from the Limoncillo, who actually is the guy who owns the farm. That guy Irwin, who came in last time, I don't think he's a real farmer. <laughs> well. I am a real farmer. You fraud. are a real yeah. farmer. He was a fraud. He was yeah. pretending yeah. that he owned the farm, and yeah. it was all his. And so, as
2: a matter of fact, I am a gynecologist. And now I'm delivering
1: coffee. Delivering coffee. coffee. Babies. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. No more babies, but we are delivering a good cup of coffee.
1: For sure, for sure. And this is Alani. Uh, Alani is uh, Dr Moresh's daughter and Irwin's sister, who like, manages a mill like nobody else I've seen. Um, like, the mill is like a military kind of decision uh, kind of thing that goes on. So, Alani, tell us a little bit about what you do um, and how you've managed to make this mill into this, kind of, such a tight... Oh, well, like, like, Steven said, I'm the manager of, uh, of the
2: driver, and um, we've done a lot of experiments I think you've uh, tried Funky yes. uh, which
1: here we have our uh, Java funky. Uh, funky. Which I cooked yesterday by the way and blew my mind at how good it was and how different it was as well. Um, so the coffee that we're talking about today as well is going to be the Funky, uh, yeah. so the Funky takamara. So tell me a little bit about how the Funky takamara happened and why it got its name Funky.
2: Well, the funky name comes from the season, we found it, and uh, we found actually a funky and the funky earth,
1: <laughs> and
2: uh, we got it by using the the to save more in the water. Uh,
1: then, when you discovered, discovered it, we discovered it. We were concerned. We were concerned that it was actually um, over fermented, kind right. of defected almost and and it is on the edge of that I think, it's like it's so fruity and so complex for some people they taste it and go like, and it's a real shock but I just think it's such a different coffee. Um,
2: and did you request
1: that the tried to use actually, uh, spray water on it as it, on the driver?
0: As you're Brian, you
1: and that's the thing here on uh, on the farms and on the mills, I think always experimenting with different things and trying different things. What is it that drives you to kind of do those experiments, Doctor? What's your motivation for you know, planting unique varietals and planting and doing these different processes.
2: Well, within my ground of precision, I, I like to make change. Yeah. So, uh, we have a small lab, but we have a reproduction by tissue. And as Lian said, sometimes we find something by accident, And then we try to improve it by observation, copying, and uh, curiosity. So this this important portion of the precision applies to the coffee.
1: And I think this is why I love working with this farm so much, is it's that experimentation all the time, the questions constantly asked and not knowing all of the answers. it's something that's rare in coffee because I have the best cup of coffee. I don't need to do anything else. Um, and I think you guys do have one of the best coffees, but you actually want to make it better, which is, which is fantastic. It's precisely I mean,
2: you're continuously
1: and experimenting with African beds. Yes. And uh, I'm going to show you a picture on the screen now of the new African beds and the new greenhouse. And it's two years since I've visited, um, visited the mill and the farms. And in two years, it's such a big change. Um, it's been amazing to see that real development. Much more than when I've come every year, it's incremental, small changes. But two years, it's made such a big change, and it's great to see. So. Um, tell us a little bit about the farm, So, How long has the farm been in the family for? Uh, more or less about
2: 30 years. OK. 30 years, It's quite wild. We've been improving and uh, this is the farm that we have found the most topic variety uh, like the Java is something that everybody knows but we have identified the Javanica and the Havacatu the, the, the same family but uh, the production of the Havacatu is higher
1: the yield is higher. Yellow pacamara? Oh, the yellow pacamara. <sighs> oh, dear. We cooked the yellow pacamara yesterday, and I literally picked up the cupping bowl at the end and took it and drank it. <laughs> just phenomenal. Right. And that was found on the farm here. Um, and just amazing, like unique varietals. Um, what altitude are we at here in the farm? What? what, what? Uh, the name Okay, so there's a Which for Nicaragua is actually relatively high, isn't it? You know, Nicaragua, is the most you tend to find is around about like 13, 14, with proper production. And that's because it gets quite cold and wet here as well, doesn't it? As we can see, this isn't just waterfall spray around us. It's like being in Stafford. Like the weather was, it was raining as we came up. I, was like, I, I don't come to Central America for rain. <laughs> Um, and how big is the farm? 230 uh, manzanas. Uh, Which is around about 170 hectares, something like that, is that right? So, it's huge! It's like, I, I've just come from El Salvador where, you know, it's like 20 manzanas and then you come somewhere like this and it's so, so big.
2: You see, something that is very nice here is that it's well defined, different plateaus, different levels of the farm, we have varieties that are good for 950 metres, we have for 1,000 metres, then we have a variety that are well done, 1,200 metres.
1: And this is the thing that comes from the experimentation, is you find out what varietals work at those different altitudes. So um, I want to talk a little bit about the social aspect of here because on the farm in Nicaragua it's very typical for people who work here to live on the farm, isn't it? Yes. Um, and I think you guys have done something a little bit special with the people who, who do live on here. So, what, 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 if I come to work on Limoncillo, what, what, what can I get? What can I expect? Okay. Uh,
2: we know that uh, the guys that come to work, they are really the ones that uh, get the, the, the crop. And uh, we, we have to give them back something. Uh, we provide, for instance, uh, families that cannot leave with kids in the city. They bring the kids and we provide them a place where to feed the kids. We provide it, uh, feed the, the, the kids. And we have teachers that are with the kids during the labor day, the labor hour. The kids are on welfare.
1: So there's a, there's a school here, and if the children live on the farm as well, they'll go to that school? Right. Um, and...
2: Daycare, a school, health clinic, a country store... Uh, the grocery store, and you can take okay. It's not a store close to the farm. Yeah. We we, we provide the same price,
1: but yeah. it's... You know, okay. And, and um, say if I get sick, can I get some help with healthcare? or...? We also have the hydro Everybody gets electricity. All coming from these waterfalls, seven within the farm, so like the power which is very unusual for a farm to find ele- running water and electricity too, Right. Um, we see these as basics back home, but here this is something that's not normal and is fantastic to see. Um so I, I guess it's time um, to kind of wrap this one up and go to the map But before I do, thank you very, very much for coming on camera. Thank you very much for these amazing coffees. Um, Limoncillo is a farmer that is very special to me. Um, I remember buying the Cup of Excellence lot back in 2007. And ever since, this farmer's had a hold of me, not just in my palate, but also in my heart. So it's, it's a fantastic hobby. It's, it's great to be here and you for come on camera. So thank you everybody very very much so it's time for the awesome thank you
0: week's wonderful, wonderful map bit where we've got a little bit of extra information because we're going to be using Limoncillo a few times, I think. So thought we'd make this one a little bit more in-depth. We're going across the Atlantic and we're going to the wonderful country of Nicaragua. Uh, You see just above it, you've got Honduras, above there Guatemala, just below it Costa Rica and Panama. And uh, let's get down into Nicaragua. Um, You see Managua there on the star. That's the capital city. Um, And here's our little silly fact about Nicaragua. There are no street names in Nicaragua address system. Addresses are given by using reference points or landmarks. So uh, quite difficult to send a letter, I guess. Um, Let's get down to the farm. And all of what you can see there is the farm. There is a lot of tree coverage there, though. Um, highest point of Nicaragua is the Mogaton Mountain at 2,438 metres above sea level, and the lowest point, of course, is the Pacific Ocean, which is at nought, because it's sea level. Duh. Um right so the land area of Nicaragua it's very kind of quite big country for Central America uh, 120 square kilometres 120,000 square kilometres even 120 square kilometres won't be very big Um, and the land use a lot of it is used for uh, for crops and for uh, cattle so you've got arable 15% uh, permanent crops 1.94% and other 82% which is stuff like cities forests uh, all sorts of wonderful things like that so this is at the top of the mountain looking down the valley. Uh, Where the pinpoint is, is actually the farm buildings. Let's see if we can kind of get into those farm buildings and uh, let's just highlight those as well. So let's put a little line around them. So that's the main farm buildings. Just to the right of that, um, you've actually got the waterfall, one of of seven waterfalls on the farm. But um, the tree coverage just means you can't actually see them. Um, And that was the slightly longer but slightly more interesting map bit. So, uh, it should be time for Roland's Daft Fact now, but Chris refuses to stand in for Roland and cover his Daft Fact, so it's going to be Steve's Daft (laughs) Nicaragua is the poorest, second poorest economy in the Northern Hemisphere, but is one of the safest places to visit in Central America. I don't know why the two are linked, but it's true. See, Chris could have really easily said that, really easy. So now it's time to wipe you on pause. Um, I already have the drink made. i brought it in my flask, my Rico flask from Gothenburg, uh, from the symposium. Now, I didn't go to the symposium, but I managed to steal a flask. Um, so I'll wipe you on pause while I pour it into a cup, and I'll be back with you in just a minute. That pouring was very, very, very hard. So here we have a paper cup this week, no mug, it's just a paper cup. Um, so I brewed this around about an hour ago. Uh, I wouldn't really want to be leaving it much longer than that. Um, if you're taking flasks, flasks are good at keeping stuff warm, but they're not good at keeping stuff tasty, so you do need to drink it fairly quickly. So the first thing I notice about this coffee is that the acidity on the front end it's really kind of sharp and bright. never for a Port Natural, that's kind of unusual. Uh, you tend to find the Port Naturals a bit more sweeter, a bit more balanced. This has got a really kind of zingy acidity to it, and I liken it to uh, a cloudy lemonade. So it really has that kind of. <laughs> but then. Where it, you, the pump natural part kicks in is in the aftertaste. So it turns into this like creamy, smooth, very sweet banana. Um, I like mashed up banana as well. Not like kind of fresh. It's like it's, it's got a bit squidgy in the fruit bowl. Um, it's got a really lovely texture, and it is all about the texture with this. I know this is an espresso; it's amazing. But I think as a brood as well, it's pretty stonking. And here, this is definitely the best coffee on a train at the moment somewhere. Um, really is just all about that May film it's absolutely stunning um, this is expensive so for all subscribers out there um, Chris how much is it 12 pound 50 and you pay 6 pound50 a week if you're a direct debit subscriber and if you by the year one you get it even cheaper and that's not with shipping as well so it's a bargain. I wanted to share it with you. Um, I don't mind taking hits on some of these delicious coffees just when they are just so special to share with you. And this was on the brew bar all week in Gothenburg um, with the uh, lots of other coffees, and the feedback was phenomenal from it. People are absolutely loving it. Right, so I am going to go and drink lots of beer in Liverpool now, uh, if that's OK with you, uh, and make myself look even worse than I already do, uh, because I to Hardwell in Gothenburg as well. It's all about the parties this week. Um, life is definitely too short for bad parties, but it's also too short for bad coffee.